the EDP. Weird Norfolk, with Shifra Connor, Stacia Briggs and Richard Fair. So welcome to today's podcast. We're at the Crypt at the Assembly House in Norwich. This is a part of the building which isn't usually open to the public. You've started till you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so normally this part of the building isn't open to the public. Um, we have been given access to it today. Um, it's the oldest part of the building. It's been here since about 1248 and it used to be a chapel, and it will at some point soon be open to the public. But uh, news on that to come. And today we're talking about a story which is very, very close to where we're sitting right now, which is the story of the wise women of St Stephen's. Um, And they were the kind of cunning women of Norwich who gave advice and help to people in need. So when? When were these women here? And, and, and tell us a little bit about the area at the time, because yeah, I'm sure it, it was very different than so it is I now. the actual area... I think the cunning women or wise women have been kind of with us throughout history, um, you know, going back to, like, medieval times. I think we most commonly think of them during kind of the um, 1400s with the witch trials, and that obviously there was a lot of kind of light shined on them then because of the witch trials. And 1600s. Was it 1600s? Did I say 14? 1400s. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, 1600s. Yeah. Um, I think I was thinking 1640s. That's where the four came from. Anyway. <laughs> Maths. <laughs> Maths. I love the way your brain works. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. I knew where she was. Um, but yeah, so we know about them a lot because of that kind of time. But these women would have been helping people for centuries before that you know they were often um midwives um people who couldn't in in the country people who couldn't maybe get to see doctors or couldn't afford to go see doctors would go to you know these women who had a really good knowledge of like local herbs and plants that would help cure stuff um but the the wise men of st stephen's um in particular it was kind of the victorian era right right up to the 1900s yeah um, so the area itself at the time, it's so hard to picture it now mm-hmm. because obviously we've got the Chapelfield development, St Stephen's Street itself, you know, the original is pretty much completely gone. There's, there's very few original buildings left. So it's really, really difficult to picture what it would have been like. But it would have been, I'm trying to think, the, probably the closest kind of, I want to say Elm, Hillmy, yeah. like kind of just really... Um, tightly packed in houses, lots of little kind of streets to the yards. Um, and so the yard would have been an area off the main street with houses kind of all facing in towards it. Um, it would have been super working class, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, very people poor. would have lived there, worked there. Yeah. There would have been taverns up and down the road. I think there was, was a tavern actually called the Unicorn, which is Amazing. obviously where I would have gone. Mm. <laughs> and it was, you know, every, it, was, it was really close. Um, people just, like, lived on top of each other. And... Yeah, really so different. Yeah, I mean, I see it in my head very much like some of the lanes in in Norwich and also maybe the rows in in Great Yarmouth as well. That sort of very close mix of commercial and residential. Yeah, Yeah, and and I don't really think that, although we we kind of think of the idea of of visiting um, a wise woman or a wise man in the, um, let's be kind of 
equal yeah, opportunities. Yeah. Them too, hashtag. Um, this was a time when it wasn't seen as a huge big deal to kind of go and see somebody to get this kind of advice. As she said, you know, that there, there was no NHS at that point. There was very few places you could go if you found yourself in the family way without a family behind you. Um, or if you, you know, kind of thought that your the affliction you 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 were suffering was due to your neighbour's malevolent witchcraft or all the usual things that we go to the doctor for, um, and and it was a it was a really kind of it was part of life that you would go and you would literally cross the palm with silver, and um, the the women would offer you help and advice, and that could be spells, charms, herbs, you know, all manner of kind of stuff that they could they could give you that would act as a, as a kind of amulet protection, healing Yeah, one of the interesting things I think is that um, a lot of so you would have like a witch, which would obviously be tied in with the devil and all that kind of stuff, but like cunning women and wise women they, they weren't looked at as witches um, a lot of their magic was kind of to oppose dark magic and a lot of it was based in like Christian kind of beliefs. So although they were using magic, it was looked good at. Magic. It was good magic because um, even was though using, they like, were Christian. charging, it was a business, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they'd often they'd also do like fortune telling and things mm. like that, and like little love, love potions, yeah. and it's yeah, really interesting. Do we do we know who these women were? I mean, what what were their what was their background? Were they travellers or were they... Quite often it was passed down, so that knowledge, you kind of, you're not, I would imagine you're not born with that knowledge about herbs and about... It's like hereditary. Yeah, so so it would have been, it would have been through generations and... and I mean, they would likely have had, like, a day job, you know, whatever that might have been for that area, seamstress or... Do you know. think? I always thought yeah. that they would just be. Well, I think you know, I it depends. It's any small business, isn't yeah. it? Like a lot of us, <laughs> you hard. know, it is hard. So you have a day job, and then you have yeah. like a sideline of this sort of thing. Um, often they were probably older women, maybe widows, you know, trying, trying to make ends meet. Um, so and kind of almost a, a respectable face for some practices which would not have been seen as acceptable so so abortions Mm -hmm. so kind of trying to win your husband back from the woman who he's been seeing that kind of stuff and and you know they would I think there are artifacts in lots of our museums where they're kind of the potions the witch bottles with Mm -hmm. the 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 nail clippings and the nail and the actual nails and and the wee Mm. There was um, quite a famous, I say famous, it was well known at the time, case of um, a Norwich cunning woman called Sarah Whisker. And she was actually transported to Australia in 1846. Was, I, I'm so bad with dates. Is 1846 Victorian? Or is yeah. that, yeah, so not mm. really that long ago. Um, and she was transported for administering um, hellebore um, for the purpose of an abortion. Um, but she had witnesses stand up to say how much of a kind-hearted woman she was. You know, she wasn't an evil woman. She wasn't. She was just trying to help people. And, and in the community, she was actually quite well respected because she did help so many people. Mm. Um, she didn't, she didn't go in the end, did she? Did she not? She was. Was she? Did she go? 
Yeah, she went to Australia. Did she? She was, yeah. She was yeah. deported there. But it's the kind of thing that, as you say, in the 1600s, that would have been her up at Lollard's pit, you know, kind well, of roasting yeah. gently on an open yeah. fire. So, it? although, so it's interesting to say, like the authorities by that time, and, and the you know, like the learned folk, didn't take this kind of magic seriously, you know. Whereas and the people did, whereas back then it was actually taken very seriously, mm. and you would have been burnt. But even then, e- even at that time, even in the Victorian times, the people were hung for killing people. So, yeah. you there know, were, I there mean, were still you know, witchcraft trials go, or there were still people being accused of witchcraft into the into those times. Yeah, but even even if you rule out witchcraft from mm. this, I mean, giving somebody hellebore, mm. you know. You've got two chances: you live or you die, mm. don't you? You know, mm. whatever the other outcomes of it are, you know. And then, and this person is obviously they weren't. She wasn't sent to Australia because she made somebody poorly. Mm. She obviously I don't know whether they, she killed somebody or whether they made them extremely ill. But she was yeah, sent was, for a it was, reason. It was extremely. But why wasn't she sent to the gallows? Because she had so many character witnesses. Well, stand exactly. Up and say yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That say because that she, she had heard, that upstanding yeah, in the community. Because, because I imagine that 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 she had helped so many people, hadn't she? Yeah. And Who couldn't afford any other way to, you know, to get the help they needed. It was just unfortunate this woman had, you know, gone in for an abortion and, and got so ill from it. Um, but the amount of other women she probably helped in the same way. Yeah. You know. We, we, we've got quite a, a, a more modern um, example, which was the EDP had a letter from Mr G. Edward Deacon of Brundle, which was published in 1943... And um, in response to an article about the kind of cunning folk of Norwich, although the case you mentioned seems to have been the last in Norwich to come before the magistrates, it was by no means the last to occur in and around Norwich. Between 1890 and 1900, I met with several instances. If a pig, horse, dog or other animal died, the owner would sometimes think it was because a neighbour had bewitched him and caused the death. The bewitched person would then go to one of the wise women of St Stephen's Back Street, which is where Malthouse Street is now, Norwich, to have the curse removed. The wise woman first asked to have her hand crossed with a piece of silver. After examining, explaining his case, the bewitched person was given an amulet to wear around his neck next to the skin and was directed to light a candle and put it in a dark cupboard. At chime hours, he must open the cupboard, repeat an incantation, and then stick a pin in the candle. This was to be repeated at chime hours until the candle was burnt out. The curse was then supposed to be removed. The amulet consisted of the Lord's Prayer written on a scrap of paper and sewn up in a piece of rag. I mean, that's 1943. I mean, at the time of writing, that's somebody who remembers... The yeah, late the living 18, memory yeah, of, which seems of, bizarre of to us now that yeah. somebody could in in our time well not in our time but you know my mum was born mm-hmm. in 1940 so yeah. for some people it was living memory and certainly people my nan knew used to have kind of used to carry the lord's prayer on in their pocket yeah. you know next to their heart and and i guess you could say that's just you know religion but it's also it's also a protection amulet really isn't mm-hmm. it that's what it is yeah. But it's interesting to, to touch back on what you said, Shifa, about the fact that you know these, these women were casting spells and doing things, but it's the Lord's Prayer which was put on an amulet, mm. you know, to so yeah. they were practicing elements of Christianity. 
Yeah, it's not practicing the dark arts, is it? You're no, not going to. They're almost like protecting people yes, from the dark arts. Yeah, from the dark arts. In a way, that yeah, that you're kind of saying, well, it's not. You know, we aren't we aren't calling on Satan to do our work, which is what. And I think the, that's why they were called like wise women or cunning women, not witches, not witches, because there was that. And although they were still kind of frowned upon by many people because they were using folk magic. It was more acceptable because it was in defence. Mm. So, well, having said that, I'm just looking at that last paragraph of that story, which is about the, the one who didn't do that, which is um, another notable case of <laughs> yeah. a cunning person performing cursing and malevolent witchcraft, 19th century Norwich, where a wise woman who went by the pseudonym of Virtue used to demand gifts from neighbours, threatening them with cursing if they refused. So clearly, there were those who, you know, as you would imagine, who who did kind of use it to threaten as well as to heal. I did come across, we've recently been doing um, some research for a story. (coughs) It's not a Norwich witch, but it's still, uh, well, a cunning woman from Great Yarmouth, around Mm. the same sort of time, so um, mid-1800s, called Mrs Mortimer. And she sounds really interesting because she's kind of a little bit of both. Um, So there's an account of a guy who lived just outside of Great Yarmouth, and he won some sausages in a raffle. <laughs> and they went bad, and he ate them, and it was bad. <laughs> so he went to Mrs Mortimer, who was a well-known cunning woman, um, to, for help. Um, she wrote a copy of the Lord's mm. Prayer and gave it to the man, and he has ordered it to wear it next to his heart and to take a mixture that the old... They describe it as an old hag bit mean. Yeah, it's a bit mean. So she was obviously in that first instance, she sorted him out, given him some kind of elixir to make him feel better. All good. Then he was also required to send her some of his hair, parings of his toe and fingernails, and a bottle of urine, which she operated on to complete the cure. The man got better, and but Mrs. Mortimer demanded another ten shillings. So obviously she's like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> cash cow. Um, he, cash yeah, cow. yeah, he refused to give her the money and became ill again. Yeah, and then as paid soon as up. he paid up, he got well again. So, some might say, I think that, yeah, I think her, him giving her like his urine and neck clippings and hair, they're all meant to be very powerful kind of mm. elements. Mm. So she was obviously using them to, yeah, make him, him ill again. He shouldn't yeah. have given them to the. To she, so cured of the dodgy stomach, but yeah. not cured and of being an idiot. Because you don't, if you're gonna, if you go to seek advice from the wise woman, you don't then ignore it later, yeah. do you? You keep going. When he she died, he was then so worried because she'd pretty much proven that you know that he went to see another wise. Yeah. That was, was in Norwich, man, wasn't it? In wise, Norwich. Yeah. yeah. So he actually went to see a cunning man in Norwich. And a copy of he always would carry a copy of the Lord's Prayer with him, yeah. every, like just as protection. Yeah. Um, but I thought she sounded like a really interesting, and she also helped a criminal on the run, yes. didn't she? <laughs> it was a, it was a chap who he was postmaster at Baton. Yeah. Post and this office. was actually recorded. Yeah, in the like, Yeah, it was an actual event that happened. Um, he was stealing post. Um, he was arrested and went to Norwich Jail, so the castle. He escapes jail with a with a friend, and they went to Great Yarmouth to ask Mrs. Mortimer to create a spell for safe passage to Liverpool, and he did make it to Liverpool safely, mm. but then he messed it up. She told him to work in Leeds, yeah, hadn't he she, in Leeds as as, he, as a tailor yeah. for a while, which was his profession, yeah. 
and then got there and then yeah he was caught because he sent a letter to his sister-in-law yeah, didn't he asking for another spell from Miss Mortimer for safe passage to America but obviously he didn't ask for safety while he was in Liverpool he wasn't yeah. specific enough with his no, request be, yes, be. so he was the fuzz caught up with him and he was back and yeah. in prison wasn't he yeah, so Mrs Mortimer couldn't help with that but no. it's that thing it's, it's just that you know people really believe that these little kind of talismans would help yeah. It's fascinating. So, and just to bring it back to Norwich, then we, we mentioned there about St Stephen's back. So that is now which well, has Street. So New so Look that, New is Look. where the cunning women. So it's, if you walk between the church on um, Rampant Horse yeah. and Marks and Spencer, yeah. the advice today is if you go that way and anybody offers you any herbs to help you in any way, it, just refuse. Or give, make sure you've given them enough silver. Yeah. So that you are covered if the wise woman then gets annoyed. Yes. And watch out for the fuzz. And watch out for the fuzz. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Weird Norfolk. Produced and edited by Richard Fair. The EDP.